Well, good Tuesday morning to you. I pray that you are well. I am certainly enjoying this study because much of it goes back to the Old Testament, which I love. I don't understand, but I still love. Uh, as God reveals things to us through his word, um, remember the Old Testament is a picture and pointing to the New Testament where it is revealed, most of it um, just to show us who uh, the Messiah would be and to show us what our place would be in the kingdom um, as Gentiles, most of us as Gentiles uh, being brought into the kingdom of God. But uh, I'm excited. I pray that you are well. Um, I do love the Old Testament. If you know me, you know that I do love the Old Testament and uh, I love to spend time there. Uh, I was just out and about today. I uh, fixed some plumbing for a friend, uh, put a faucet in and did some drain work uh, so they'd have a kitchen sink and uh, and then uh, went and looked at um, Goodwill and found some books uh, that I love. I love history as well. I'm not great at history, but I love it. I was never a great student. You don't have to be brilliant. You don't have to be the A student. You just need to be willing to study and to spend time in the Word. And so don't think that, um, wow, Pastor Gary knows a lot. Um, I don't. Um, I, I sit with people and sit under people um, who are brilliant and uh, and walk away sometimes thinking, I need to just kind of go to my office and, and quit talking to people. But uh, just listen and keep my mouth shut. Um, but I love talking to you. I pray that these uh, podcasts are making a difference. But let's get into the word because my opinion doesn't really matter. Um, Jesus, the reason that he died, uh, another reason um, to give us confident access to the holiest place. One of the things about the Old Testament is um, the exactness of God and how he lays things out for us. Uh, go to the book of Exodus, Genesis, and then Exodus, Exodus, the the leaving of Egypt after 400 plus years in captivity. It is um, God who takes Moses by the hand and leads him as he leads others out of um, Egyptian bondage, and which is a picture, by the way, of our spiritual bondage and how Jesus leads us out. Um, but go to Exodus chapter 24 and verse 12. Exodus chapter 24, verse 12 says, The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there, that I may give you the uh, tablets of stone with the law and the commandment, which I have written for their instruction. Who wrote it? God wrote it. So Moses rose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we return. And behold, Aaron and Hur are here with you. Whoever has a dispute, let him go to them. I love this because Moses just doesn't leave everybody to their own way. He leaves people in charge. Leadership is about leading leaders so that they can lead people. Then Moses went up to the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Can you imagine if Moses would have left on the second day or the third day or the fourth day? Um, when God speaks to us through his word, and here he was speaking audibly to Moses, but through his word to us, um, what's our patience level? The first day, second day, third day, first month, second month, third month. There are many things in our lives that God does late. 
late in our terminology, but perfect in his. But Moses waited, and on the seventh day, now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain. Put yourself in the story. Put yourself in this picture. Uh, in the sight of the people of Israel. So the people of Israel are looking up at the mountain and they're just seeing this incredible smoke and flames and fire and, and all of this. And they got to be thinking, Moses is done. He's a goner. Verse 18, Moses entered the cloud, went up uh, onto the mountain and Moses on the, was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And on the mountain, God gave him specific instructions because God is a God of detail. Uh, let's hear what Piper has to say about this. One of the great mysteries in the Old Testament was the meaning of the worship tent uh, used by Israel called the tabernacle. The mystery was hinted at but not clear when the people of Israel came out of Egypt and arrived at Mount Sinai. God gave detailed instructions to his man. There's always a leader. There's always a leader. To Moses and was his man and how to build this mobile tent of worship with all its parts and furnishings. And in chapters 25 and 26, we see 27 and 28, we see all this detail, all this detail that God lays out because God's got a detail. Now go to verse 40 of chapter 25, Exodus 25, verse 40. And see that you make them after the pattern for them, which is being shown to you on the mountain. God says, okay, you're going to build me this tabernacle. You're going to do these things and you're going to do it my way. You're my vessel and I'm going to honor you, but I'm going to lay out a plan for you. And if you do it my way, things will go well. <laughs> Does that speak to us today? I don't know how many times I've said, God, you just wait here. I got this. <laughs> Only to come back and say, okay, I didn't have it. I didn't know. I should have been quiet. I should have listened and I should have been instructed. God is a God of detail and God has a plan. Did you know in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he has a plan for you. He has works that he created for you before you were even born. It is not, it is not us getting God to bend to our plans. It is... It is, it is willingly laying our plans at the feet of God and saying, uh, what would you have? Find out what God is doing. Find out what God's plan is for your life. God has a detailed plan for your life. And so many of us have made mistakes and then we go, well, I can't be used of God anymore. No, no, no. No one is without mistake and without sin except Jesus Christ. And so you're... Your mistakes and your uh, issues and your failures do not eliminate. God's already worked that into his plan for you. He's worked our stupidity and our stubbornness into, um, into the plan that he has for our life. He's not taken by surprise. So let's go back to what Piper says. When Jesus came, when Christ came into the world 1,400 years later, it was more fully revealed that this pattern for the old tabernacle was a copy or a shadow of realities in heaven. The tabernacle was an earthly figure of a heavenly reality. I don't know if you knew that, but Hebrews explains this really well. Go to the back of your Bible and kind of work yourself back from Revelation and the books of John 1 and 2 and 3 and First and Second Peter and James, and then you're going to get into Hebrews. We work backwards there from right to left. And in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 5, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 5, speaking of Jesus Christ and his better covenant and talking about the priests and talking about all these things, he says, they serve a copy and a shadow 
of the heavenly things for when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God saying, and then we get this Exodus 25, 40 verse, see that you make everything according to the pattern that God, or that was shown to you on the mountain. God says, see the Old Testament pattern was a copy and a shadow of things that were in heaven. And God wanted to, to, to show forth this. And it's, it's, it's just beautiful how he does this. Back to uh, what Piper says. So all the worship practices of Israel in the Old Testament point towards something real. We don't abandon all those and say, oh, let's just throw that out. No, no, let's look at them and what can we learn from them? Just as there were holy rooms in the tabernacle where the priests repeat, uh, repeatedly took the blood of the animal sacrifices and met with God, so there are in infinitely superior holy places, as it were, in heaven, where Christ entered with his own blood, not repeatedly, but once and for all. His sacrifice was the perfect once and for all sacrifice. Turn a couple pages over to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11, through 12, 11 and 12. I love Hebrews. Hebrews is amazing. I don't know who wrote it. Some say Paul. I don't know. We'll find out in heaven. Hebrews chapter 9, 11 and 12. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, listen to this and underline it, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy place, not by the means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. It was a copy here of what heaven is like. And as that uh, sacrifice was offered, Jesus Christ offered his sacrifice on the cross one time for everyone. It was a done deal. He went back to that uh, permanent um, picture uh, of heaven. Let's go to Hebrews chapter, uh, Hebrews 9 and verse 7. Hebrews 9 and verse 7. It says, uh, but into the second, only the high priest goes and he, but once a year and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself for the unintentional sins of the people. Um, you'll want to read Hebrews chapter nine to get all of this, but once a year at the day of atonement, the, the high priest would offer sacrifice for his own sin. Then he would go behind the curtain into the Holy of Holies just once a year to offer sacrifice for the unintentional sins of the people. But Jesus destroyed, destroyed the curtain at his sacrifice at the price that he paid. Go to Matthew chapter 27 and verse 51. Matthew chapter 27, first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 27 and verse 51. This is really, really crucial that we understand this, that there was a separation that only the high priest could, could uh, cross. It was the barrier that was set up, not, uh, not by, um, by man, but by God. God planned this uh, curtain, this veil that separated his presence. Why? Because if we went into his presence, we would be destroyed. Without Christ, the holiness of God had to be protected from us. So behind the curtain was the, was the ark, and behind the curtain was the presence of God, and the, whole, uh, the high priest would go in after offering sacrifice for his own sin, and he would cross behind this curtain. 
And then they would wait to see if he came out. And when he came out, they would know the sacrifice was accepted. Just like Jesus offering his body, his life as a sacrifice, he tore the curtain and he did not remain behind a curtain or in a tomb for three days. But the fact that he was resurrected showed that God accepted his perfect and his holy sacrifice. Um, Hebrews chapter, excuse me, Matthew chapter 27, verse 51. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. It was ripped by God from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split. When did this happen? At the death of Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice. And no longer would there be a separation between us and God because we can now, by the blood of the once and for all sacrifice, Jesus Christ, we can now come boldly to God. Let's go back to Hebrews, back to Hebrews, a couple of scriptures, and then we'll close this up. Hebrews chapter 10, I hope this is okay. I hope you're getting this and I'm not muddying the waters for you. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of holy places, by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest uh, over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We see the washing of the blood and the washing of the water that allows us to come near to God. Now turn over to Hebrews 4, real quick, Hebrews chapter 4. I love the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4, uh, verses 14 through 16, familiar passage. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help. In time of need, one of the reasons Jesus died, an important reason that he died, was to give us confident access to the holy place. And who is in that holy place? Our God, our Lord, who gave his son, Romans chapter 8, 32, for us to die a horrible, horrible death so that we may once again walk in fellowship with a pure and a holy God, not because of our righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Let me pray for us. Numbers chapter 6, 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you till we talk again.